0: There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is this, it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing.
1: The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff, diet, exercise, and sleep. Take
0: care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness, and fitness in relation to musicians, artists, and performance. Hi everyone, this is Angela from Music Strong, joined by
2: I am Dr. Jen Cavis from Tuned and Tone Performance. And welcome back to another episode of the Tuned and Strong podcast. Finally getting it right consistently. <laughs> I always say it wrong. <laughs> you know? Well you got that from me. That's that's my bad. <laughs> all right and uh, today yeah we have another special guest is it is it doctor or is it miss no miss, just- miss, <laughs> miss. okay miss hillary lester uh we will let you introduce yourself today
1: <laughs> hi guys um, my name is hillary i am a music composer i was a vocalist um life coach I have a full time job. I'm kind of doing all the things right now. I also co host a podcast. I make my own jewelry, which is kind of fun, and <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all the things right now. <laughs>
0: sourdough bread. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and you know, I'm sourdough starter to work. So <laughs> hey. Awesome. So, where what's what's your background? So, I'm curious. Actually, you said you are a, you're a composer because that's how I found you on Instagram. Is that uh, your Instagram handle is the Healthy Composer? So, I'm I'm curious. Not only tell us a little bit about your your composition journey, but also um, there's there's some other things that we wanted to get into with that. But yeah, like did you go to school? Yeah.
1: I'll just kind of dive in. Um, so I was originally from Texas, <laughs> yeehaw! <laughs> uh, but I've been in Montana for the last oh, I don't know, 20 years of my life. So um, I grew up in a really rural, rural community in uh, Montana. But my my start in music was actually in Texas. They, you know, Texas is very well known for its robust band programs and music education and all that jazz. So I got started playing the flute there when I was young. Um, we moved to Montana. Yeah. I'm like, go <laughs> moved to Montana. Um, I played in our high school band, which was grade seven through 12. And so if you can imagine, you never really progressed past the seventh grade level. So I enjoyed playing flute. Um, I think I learned bass guitar. I tried, you know, everyone just starts having fun and swapping instruments and doing what you can do to stay engaged. Um, I joined choir, but I didn't love choir. Um, was told by my you know teachers are encouraged highly encouraged to go do a stem career so i originally did engineering um at montana tech which was just 40 miles down the road what kind and of engineering i was gonna do environmental engineering and i i did really well in my classes but i really really hated the the material <laughs> i don't know who loves calculus like i was really good at it but i hated it And so I spent all this time um, researching other degrees to get, I had a scholarship that could transfer to another state school and I found the music composition program and I had never composed in my life, but I just felt totally drawn to music composition. So I just applied, it was a state school. They took me right in um, and my second year of school, I had completely transferred over into music. Um, I failed my theory placement exam. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's funny because like when you get to if you study music and like academics, there's all that pressure of like, oh, I've been studying music for like 10 years and I've been taking private lessons for years and years and I showed up and was like, I want to learn all the things. Teach me. <laughs>
0: well, that's what school's supposed to teach you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: so I I enrolled I took my first composition class I fell in love with it it was challenging and exciting and I had always kind of had this this personality for when I was listening to music I would just in my head be like okay I want this I wish this would go a different way and when I was playing I would always kind of like tweak things and play it my own way uh, which I found that a lot of other composers do that as well and have that quirky like well I think it needs to do this (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I kept going with composition, um, graduated. I was so stubborn, I graduated with it. Um, And then I took a couple years off after my bachelor's, went and got a master's overseas in England, um, which the only reason why I did that is I really wanted to go abroad and I really wanted to study vocal composition. And so I kept um, Googling vocal composition programs um, in the US, around the world and the University of Birmingham and UK kept popping up, and so eventually I just was like, hey, that must be the one I've done all this research. It seems like the school to go to. Um, had never been to England before, but just kind of packed everything up, went over there, um, and loved it.
0: <laughs> you didn't study with Eric Whitaker at all, did you?
1: No, but God. I love He's over movie. there, isn't he? <laughs> He's kind of all over. Um, yeah. I say He spent some time in the US, but I've sung a lot of Eric Whitaker and he's so much fun to sing because he really pulls yeah. you in. Um,
0: yeah I love yeah. his harmonies because he just mm-hmm. he does his beautiful crunchy stuff and then it resolves yeah. in this way that you don't expect. And, don't- <laughs> oh. yeah. and yeah. it's
1: so funny because com- like academic composers love to rip on Eric Whitaker. And I'm just like he's doing all the things that you wish you could do if you were untethered by academics and would be doing if you didn't have this ego attached to you. <laughs> I'm a little sassy with composition. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell us all the things. We're yeah. not we're not into composition, so we don't know. So you know we don't know that side of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We this is our first interview with a composer, so like yeah, dig into that world. <laughs>
0: Tell us
1: all the things. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I loved, I really loved my time over there. I ended up moving home um, back to my parents' house in mm-hmm. Silver Star, Montana, population like 25. There's, the cows outnumber the people over there, <laughs> so um, I, I ended up hitting kind of a really low point after that because I came off this high of grad school and mm-hmm. then came home and had that great music dilemma of what the hell am I doing with my life? I'm so sorry, I just can't <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> kind of had that existential crisis of like do I get a day job do I go into music how do I go into music I don't know anybody like how can I network and get a job in this and spent nine months looking for a job in Montana which was very frustrating because you get that master's degree and suddenly people go oh you're overqualified for this day job and I'm like no I need the day job to pay my bills because I have student loans coming up <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I really, really struggled, um, mentally during that time. And one of the things that I really, really got into was fitness. And, um, somebody that really pulled me out of that funk was my brother who encouraged me to go weightlifting with him. And we worked together and, and there was a gym at where we worked. So he was like, well, come on, just after work, we'll go lift weights. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I was kind of doing like yoga and stretching, but I hadn't really I was resisting doing weights again. So I I did weights with him and noticed my, you know, as you guys know, your mood dramatically improves when you can do some weightlifting. And Mm -hmm. um, so after that, it just kind of clicked with me that, Hey, like if I want to be a better musician, if I want to learn these skills to promote myself and to promote my music, I'm really missing some fundamental confidence, you know, skills and just self-worth and restoring all that. And the way that I kind of found my way self into that was getting into fitness because you just, you end up building all of these skills and you, you don't realize it as you're going forward. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really helped me, I feel like become a better musician because now I've got, you know, I've got this renewed self-worth. I stand taller. I feel prouder. I feel more comfortable with talking about myself and, and therefore my music. So yeah, it was kind of a long story. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So but yeah, it's good. I think it's
2: right up both of our alleys, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially the part about being, you know, like, oh, well, I do yoga and I stretch and like, but only a touch of weight. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was me. That's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I used to be so intimidated by it, like, even. Oh, unless I'm like doing a program or, you know, I've learned so much about it when, but it's like, when you don't know anything about weightlifting and you Mm -hmm. go to a gym or you're with your friends, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. I'm not going to pick things up. Everyone's staring at me. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, Or you're like, well, I don't understand.
2: You just move it this way way you know
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it right pick now. it up and you put it somewhere else or you put it back down that's it right right it you uh, uh <laughs> you know or,
2: or i'd get on my favorite was the um lat row when i was first starting and i'm like so wait where am i supposed to feel this like i i understand that i'm moving my arms but I don't understand what this is supposed to do for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How should my can I do it like this? Right, right. Like Mm -hmm. uh point A, point B,
2: point A, point B. Why am I doing this? You
1: know? Oh, it's so true. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you said you um you you brought up something uh in our conversation a little while ago about actually finding kind of forgiveness through fitness yes can you so, explain a little bit more about that I mean was that like yeah. a personality kind of thing or what oh yeah totally so
1: I one of the great things about growing up in a small community is in Montana if you're in a classy school they can't turn you down for sports so when they do basketball like if you try out you get you make the team and so when I moved to Montana I was 12 and they're like you are 5'9 you are the tallest girl you have to play basketball with us <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm not really athletic. Like, I, violent told. So fast, yeah. I was so clumsy. And they are like, doesn't matter. You're learning to play basketball. We need somebody to block shots. I was yes. like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and so I'd kind of um, gotten into, you know, fitness that way. I had played basketball, um, played volleyball for a little bit in junior high. I did track. Um, I did cross country. But I had always felt not as good as my peers. And with, um, I had an ankle injury. Like second day of high school volleyball, I blew out every tendon in my foot and Oof. was like, maybe this is a sign I don't want to play volleyball. Um, but I like had to completely rehab that ankle. And so every time I did sports, like I had to get my ankle taped and then mm-hmm. braced And then I wore high tops to go play basketball because I would roll it through all of that occasionally. But... I've since done a lot of balance work. So that's kind of, a. (laughs) I have learned to rehab that in a different way, but so anyway, so in high school, I didn't really, even though I was an athlete, I'd never like felt like I identified as an athlete. So I was like, I'm an outsider. I'm clumsy. I'm tripping all the time. I'm constantly rolling my ankle. Like this doesn't feel good on my body. I don't think I really want to do this fitness thing in college. And so (laughs) I went to college, um, occasionally would go down to the gym. I would do like the elliptical, I'd run, um like i said would stay far away from the weight room so i was terrified of it and just did enough to where like it would feel good a couple times a week if that sometimes i go more than a couple weeks but for me it was kind of this idea of if I'm not doing a program and I'm not doing it like 100%, then I'm screwing it up and I'm not welcome to do that. Like, they had, like, anytime they had fitness classes, like, I'd, I'd be, like, they'd be like, go do Ab Lab with us. And I was like, if I miss Ab Lab once, then I've blown it for the whole semester. Mm. was like, just that perfectionist idea of like, which is so does not work with fitness. Like, maybe it does for some people, but
0: it absolutely didn't work for me. And so, rampant in the music world, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's It's like an expectation that uh, one of my friends who's a touring artist, uh, I was asking him about like the struggles that musicians face. And he said, you feel like you are and you also have to be on all the time. Somebody can call you for a session in the middle of the night, because you know, if they're a big name, they want to record it right then, because they can. Mm -hmm. You gotta be on, you gotta be with it. You gotta be, you know, and it's just like exhausting. And if you're not, they just call someone else yeah and they might not come back. back yeah <sighs> <sighs> it's just like so much pressure so like mean, you're just kind of expected to be perfect <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah no absolutely that's that's 100% nails up in the head like it's just which looking at it from like an outside perspective you're like this is not sustainable like this is not a good easy conducive way to live your life and and when you apply that to like fitness and music it's like this all or nothing approach really doesn't work um yeah. And I, I enjoyed, I was listening to one of your episodes where you were talking about um, fitness and how it's advertised and marketed and all of those like awful things that you, like you can feel watching those ads. And I would kind of get hyped into that idea with programs. Like I love workout videos, like before like the internet, like I had DVDs of workout videos. Like mm-hmm. I love be a good like calendar to follow, but it was like, I would try those and I would I'd get like a week into it and then it's like something came up on a saturday and day six is blown and then it's like well what do i do now i had this calendar and following i can't just pick up on day seven or you know that's at least how i used to feel and so i i had these like start stop start stop start stop you know moments with fitness mm-hmm. um and i do this with music as well so this is kind of funny to think about but um especially with piano i'm trying to get better at piano, but it's hard to do like you get that all or nothing approach that is just not that's not how you learn piano you learn by just showing up when you can and continually showing
0: up you also learn so, through failure yes you don't yes. fail you don't learn
1: exactly which is like oh, another thing that i feel like they don't teach you in music school is like how to fail <laughs> how to fail,
0: how to yeah. fail well yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and yeah. what to do when you fail and so When I was coming out of that depression and I, you know, I had some deep, dark moments and there was a couple moments where I, you know, contemplated suicide and I, it hit me and I was like, if I don't take care of myself, these, these thoughts are going to keep coming back. And if I don't find a way for this to work, I'm not going to be able to move forward. Um, And luckily I had a great support system. I was able to talk with my family and friends about that, but it, it really, that's what fitness was. What can i do to keep showing up how can i keep how can i find a mindset that can just pull me through and so i decided that i was going to adopt this forgiveness mindset of okay if i don't show up day four i just show up day five and i do whatever i was going to do for day four and if i have a weekend wedding oh darn like i'll go do the wedding i'll go enjoy it and then i'll just pick back up on monday or tuesday whenever i can and and so adopting that approach changed my life, helped me really enjoy fitness, helped me stop caring about doing an eight-week program and in eight weeks it became I'll get it done when I get it done. That might take ten or twelve weeks. And that's when I really started to see the results of uh, I getting stronger, of showing back up. My mental resiliency improved. I mean all those benefits you get with fitness and and fun stuff like that. But yeah, that forgiving approach changed my life. <laughs>
0: That's so good. We like <clears throat> somebody's got lawnmower all of a sudden. <laughs> it's okay. It's a matter. <laughs> you know, I mean,
2: waited I mean, for I... two days for him to show up, and he shows up as we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like every time I go to record something, I know this is totally off topic, but. It's a beautiful day, and I want all the windows open, and that's when like the dog, the the dog next door starts barking, and the kid starts crying, and then the lawnmower shows up, and then you know it's just birds right, like right here in the window. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Dogs get really (laughs) jealous of me on Zoom, and they'll come like paw at me or grab the squeakiest toy they can, and then I'm like, I have to kick you out now (laughs) because you're. Yep. They only want to
0: play with you when you're busy. Yeah, and then I'm off, and they're like,
1: oh, bye.
0: Sorry, fun tangent time. It's just like the oh, yeah. you know, like. So, actually speaking of podcasts, um, this is a little bit of a tangent. We can come back the other way. But um, you know, one of my friends, uh, he he does a podcast called "The Business Side of Music," and he's been giving me all these really great tips on how to um, how to make your podcast sound really good, how to make it look good, how to do this, how to do that, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got like they've got sponsors, they've got I don't know how many episodes 250 episodes. So now I mean, he's interviewed everybody. And this guy was a tour manager for you name the country artist who's a tour manager with them for a long time. Yeah, but um, he was he was I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, he was saying something like, you know, you want to get into a quiet place, you want to have a really great microphone, you want to whatever. I'm like. Yeah, but we're recording this on Zoom and you know, like it's it's just kind of real life and it it's I'm it's mercy of whatever. You know, and it's over. kind of okay. Cause I, I look back at some of our episodes from last th- this time last year, we were recording I was recording outside and just whatever. It's like it's just what it's what it was, because it's like, you know, we can't always have those perfect situations and make it yeah. work. And oh and when God. the weather is this nice, I, I want the windows open. Sorry. I, it, it, I want
1: the, the i've been cooped up all winter
0: okay. so if anybody's yeah. listening if if you hear noises outside and they're distracting we, we apologize yeah um, yeah it, it also takes some time like if anybody's looking to do a
2: podcast or just getting started or not familiar with the process any one of those things it takes some time to refine it so like i don't have the setup for a soundproof room yet doesn't mean it's not eventually maybe coming but like for right now the
0: the windows are right there i was literally nothing i can do <laughs> I, don't I don't either and i still don't have a great microphone so yeah. i'm sorry jen sounds great well, today she has a fabulous microphone
2: i had to steal it i don't guarantee to have access to it yet but that's on that's on the list but then i think about you know like are um that some of my other favorite podcasts and you go back to episode one and it's the same sort of stuff that we started out with where it's like you're in a room and you set up a camera with your buddies and like you can hear the kids in the background the dog across you like that's that's podcasting it takes time so oh, yeah. total tangent thanks for dealing with the long guy uh we'll
0: okay.
1: see if he comes back or not <laughs> <laughs>
0: that segues pretty well into talking about your podcast because you have a podcast I hey. do.
1: Uh, my co-host, Bill, and I have the Sounds of the World podcast, and we interview musicians from all over the world just to hear what, what the heck's going on and what crazy stuff people are doing. We do classical pop, art, noise, you know, anything. So, yeah. we And we started about last, September last year, so I feel you. It's definitely getting better. Every episode, you're like, make a tweak, make a tweak, and it, it gets a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many
1: episodes do you have now-ish? got a bunch recorded and re-released like one a week so we've, we've probably got 25 or so in the bank which is a good feeling
0: we <laughs> <They> relate <laughs> yes Yep.
2: <laughs> so when, when you say that you're like interviewing people from around the world and that sort of stuff um is it from more of a composition angle is it from more of a
0: like Ain't style it? angle
1: yeah, so we've interviewed players, we've interviewed composers, we've interviewed songwriters, we, we've just interviewed a rapper from Tunisia, we've interviewed um, somebody that plays Sakahachi out in Japan, like it's just, it's a fun hodgepodge, like our, our whole tagline is the world's a buffet and it's time to eat, <laughs> and so we're just, any and everybody is welcome to, to join and listen and hopefully be interviewed on the podcast, so. What's it yeah. called?
0: Sounds of the World podcast. Sounds of the World. Very cool. So, yeah. I, w- I kind of want to get back into the whole fitness side of things. Yeah, that's the yeah. theme of our. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to too strong. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's okay.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, we had this big serious moment where you're telling us about, you know, how fitness kind of brought you out of this very dark place, and then I mower and that was the that. so. I do apologize. <laughs>
1: metaphor for life because you get you know, <laughs> things get going and then a lawnmower comes along and you just <laughs> react and deal and... Accurate.
0: <laughs> <Accurate>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, you can uh, have perfection not in life you just can't case in point
1: <laughs> yep That's right. uh-huh. um, my golden doodle <laughs>
2: So when, when it comes to, and I, I know you alluded to this to some degree and, and we were talking about, um, or you were talking about how um, you found that there's this cross application of, you know, confidence and forgiveness in fitness that applies to your music. Um, I, I, oh, I had a question out of that. Shoot. <laughs>
0: this,
2: this is where we're at today, guys. This is where we're at today. Um, so. I I don't know. Do you want to unpack that a little more? Maybe like, is, is it, how does it affect your composition? Is it just from the professional relationship side of things? Um, Do you think that they're the same sort of thing, music and fitness or.
1: You know, I definitely think they both take a set of skills that you can learn to develop. And I think there's this idea that either with fitness and with music, like you're either born with it or you're not allowed to join our club because you weren't a, whatever prodigy at age five and i definitely felt that way with music and i just kind of persevered anyways and was like you know i'm a naturally good singer i have a good ear you know i haven't i have an ear for what i want to do maybe i can learn these skills to be a composer and the biggest thing with composition is you're just learning how to notate what's in your head I mean, that's what i spent five years and sixty thousand dollars learning to do (laughs) With your degrees is, is how to notate what's in your head, the be- the the technique of notating what you're hearing and the best way to, you know, have music, musicians be able to pick that up and play it and get the best sound. But it, it doesn't take this innate skill that you can't develop. And if you have like just a spark of passion, I think is all it really takes. And I feel that like that's the same way with fitness because... I mean, I'm not a natural born athlete. I'm five foot nine. I have ankles the size of my chicken wrist. And I'm just I'm not built to be an athlete. <laughs> I'm not
0: either. Uh, for the opposite reasons. But <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I but don't I sports up, at all.
1: Yeah. And it's like I grew up thinking though, like, oh, I have to be really skinny or I have to naturally be a, a muscle builder. I mean, I have a friend that she could not pick up a weight for a year and still be able to like bench press twice what I can, she just naturally builds muscle, has that frame and I'm like over here like, oh, I've been doing weights for like three, or for three months now and I can finally bench like 50. <laughs> like, It's just, I'm not built that way. But I still enjoy fitness, I still love moving my body and I still love, you know, it's like you get so many benefits from just showing up and moving versus you don't have to be, you know, somebody that's killing it at like Peloton or Beachbody or whatever app you're doing. You can just be somebody that shows up, hits play, does what feels good in your body, modifies to fit whatever you need. Like I can barely do squats, like squats or not, like something pops in my knee and it's like I just don't do them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I do them the way I can do them and I have fun doing that.
0: So... <laughs> That actually, that that goes along well with a, a podcast episode we did. One of the 13s. <laughs> we have this yeah. really great habit of yeah. having too many episodes with the same number. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oops. It was a healthy habits episode and we we're basically talking mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. this there's, it's the site the science and psychology of exercise motivation something like oh, that really. yeah that like that. it's a fantastic book but basically it goes back to what you're talking about which is mm-hmm. um you got to find a way that you like to move because otherwise you won't mm-hmm. stick with it and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be what anybody else thinks you should do doesn't yeah. doesn't yeah. matter
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and you don't have to be perfect at either I think was something that we didn't quite touch on um but that you absolutely just did you know it's like I I was doing a program for a while that involved squats and I also have problems with squats I'm like working squat towards that <laughs>
1: You're <welcome> right now <laughs> like,
2: you know <laughs> I, I've been working for a couple of years on getting them um, fixed and they are getting better I finally I've got a safety bar on my back the other day and it went well and I was like woo you know, <laughs> but for, you know, the last couple of years, it's like, okay, it's squat day. And so how can I squat and make it work? And it's like, I can squat a sandbag safely. And that's why I squat, I squat the sandbag <laughs> Yeah. Off the box, off of like, whatever, but yeah. Finding those ways to make it work for you.
0: It's important. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, I don't like squats? Yeah. yeah. I- My grandfather <laughs> told me from a young age. Yeah. He's like, you need to do your squats. Cause I, I wanted to water ski because we got to build up your legs you got to do your squats it's like will do squats I didn't know what squats were I'm just like I, I sit a lot right and stand up <laughs> I got this and so I you know like I would I would every time I sat down I'm like I'm doing squats you know I, I will water ski um <laughs> not a naturally strong person but I've always liked fitness and so when when it came time to actually water ski I realized how weak I was <laughs> I'm like oh not- What's going on? this it's really hard guys if you never water skied it's you wanna you wanna be humbled real fast, that will that will do it. But, but I, I've come to realize like my my brother is real into uh, like we're both short. I'm five three-ish, four-ish. I don't know. The army keeps telling me something different. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not arguing. I'd rather grow taller than wider. So um anyway, like we're both like in that that short under five five range. So mm-hmm. it's easier for us to pick up heavy things off the ground than to do anything <laughs> else. So he really loves squats, deads, benches, you know, the, the big five. And I'm like, I like deadlifts. Deadlifts are fun, so that's, that's my thing. So and if I have to do a squat, I'd rather do like a Cossack squat or you go sideways or a Bulgarian split squat, like the single leg stuff oh, that's warm, but like, but a double, a front squat or a back squat or a goblet, I hate them. It's just, I don't feel you know, good, make my hips mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay yes sorry right, i'm gonna
1: grow a peach without squats you watch me <laughs> well that was like another thing i learned you know years it's kind of a tangent as well was like i didn't have glute muscles i my mm-hmm. quads bullied the crud out of my glutes and i mm-hmm. just and it was, it was kind of a joke between our friends like oh hillary doesn't have a butt and it was like that's that shouldn't have been that should have been like a trigger to me that like hey I'm not doing something right but it was just kind of like well this isn't for me I can never feel it and the where I'm supposed to be feeling it and it just kind of like with I don't know just went through my life like that then I did a bar program and went like, oh my God I do have glute muscles they're just mm-hmm. severely bullied by my quads. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it's funny, like you can learn stuff from different styles of fitness and it's like bar help me lift weights better, weights help me lift help me do bar better, help me in yoga, yoga's help me with Pilates, Pilates help me with you know, and it's it's just fun how all these different programs and fun ways of moving. So it's like you might find that like like I thought I would never could never do kickboxing I love kickboxing like and it's it's so much fun to me now and it's like once I've learned to move my core properly and and get the form down then you can have a blast with it but there's that intimidation of like oh I tried that once 10 years ago I never want to do that again and it's like oh you might actually like it now if you give it a try and Mm -hmm. having that open mind is key
0: (laughs) yes Yes. Absolutely. That reminds me of a, a conversation we just had with one of our other guests recently, Chase Akers. If you haven't heard this episode, it's only on YouTube at the okay. moment. So, I mean, I know we're, we're recording. It's Chase Akers. and he he uh, he had a really wonderful conversation with us about um, cerebral was cerebral palsy, right? Yeah. Was going for a minute. Okay. Um, and how fitness has helped him in his uh-huh. life as a producer and a DJ and a, you know, all kinds of stuff and now he's into krav maga and like, mm-hmm. he started in pilates I so i mean that. the damn it right he said the yep. same thing like you just have to have an open mind and go try it you don't know what you're gonna learn yeah mm-hmm. and it's so humbling
1: oh gosh fitness is so humbling mm-hmm. last year i did a T program and i'd never i didn't realize that working out could feel like church <laughs> i'm like <laughs> I'm, like <laughs> laughing, crying, and, like going to these mental battle. I mean, it was so much fun, but it's like that was one of the like most mentally draining things I've ever done in my life. I don't know if I would recommend it to anybody, but yeah. <laughs> but it changed me. <laughs> He's
2: he is an entertaining man. I will say that. Because I, I did his a, one of his videos for a little bit and I was just like, You're very endearing while I'm dying. You're very yeah. endearing.
0: <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Was exactly. not sustainable for me, and but. yeah, like, at the same time you're yelling like at him, like how dare you treat me like that, and then you're like I'm so inspired, and then you're like screw this, I never want to do this again, and then you're like oh, uh-huh. I will do tomorrow.
2: <laughs> like, but it's it's only thirty minutes, and he is funny.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, I could sustain that for like two weeks, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. To- <laughs>
0: Yeah, that high intensity stuff. I feel you. Like I, yes, I like doing it sometimes, but like all the time, no yeah. man. I don't hmm. think it's
1: sustainable. Like it. Like mm-hmm. I said, I learned a lot from that program. I have not gone back to it, and don't see myself going back
0: to. It. Right? <laughs> okay, that's okay. So, what are some yeah. of the the different um, fitness modalities that you've tried? Out of curiosity, like what what kinds of yeah. things do you learn from them? Um, so I've done, I do a lot of the beach body
1: ones. Cause I, I had a budget in college and it was like, okay, this is fits my budget. I can't really afford the gym right now. Um, originally did YMCA and did, I would Pinterest workouts and do free weight training. And I love free weight training. That's so much fun. Um, so on beach body I've done like, you know, and it's, I'm the kind of person that likes to try stuff in my home. So I'm like, there's an app I can watch or a video on YouTube that I can check out. That's what I love to do. But I've tried kickboxing, weightlifting, Pilates, yoga, um, bar, which was fun. I mean, they have all sorts of fun, different things, but I'm, and I'm finally getting to where I can afford to go to the gym and take these classes in person with trainers because I think there's, there's so much to be learned by having somebody in the room checking your form and telling you what's going on because I think that and the danger of like doing the homework else if you don't know what you're doing is that can go real wrong real fast <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm definitely like highly like you guys as personal trainers that's absolutely amazing And I think that's what people need especially when you're getting started is somebody to make sure you're doing it safely doing it with the right form and and yeah and encouraging you every step of the way <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah or yeah, true. I know um, for me, that was a lot of what kept me originally from touching the weights. Was like, I, a, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, point A, point B, what is this doing? Right. And B, then I do something wrong, be like, Uh that doesn't feel good, so I'm just not gonna do it,
1: you know. to that bar or that machine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and the financial aspect too. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm sure we have. Um, it's something I talk about a lot, but there's there's this concept, and I don't know if you've come across this Hillary or not, but Mm -hmm. um I run into a lot of people who tell me that, oh, I can't afford, you know, to go Mm -hmm. work with somebody. And There are times when that is true. I am not discounting that at all. Been there 100%, can't swing it, just can't. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
2: But what I find is, and I did this to myself also later on, well, I don't have the money for it. Yeah, Yeah, but what else are you buying that
0: Mm -hmm. you don't need
2: to? What else are you buying that's actually hurting you that you don't need to? (laughs) <laughs> you know is is it helping your career is it hurting you are you using it to numb yourself or are you using it help? like there's a there's a spot there's a place in life for a glass of wine
1: mm-hmm.
2: big fan of that. there's a space in life for a nice eat out meal kind of thing absolutely perfect if you're doing it every day if you're doing more than a glass of
1: wine every day <laughs> when i was in if, college my I was trying to figure out how much I drink. You know, I was like, I had that college kid mentality. I don't have any money. And then it was like, how much do you spend on booze every week, Hillary? Uh,
0: yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fast. Um. You know, I was surprised at how much more money I have this year because I'm not going out to eat all the time. That's one of my favorite ways, because I live by myself. And so when I get done with work, I didn't want to go home and be by myself. And I don't want to cook. I just want to go somewhere else. So I would just like go to these restaurants and I would hang out at the bar because that's where the single people are. And mm-hmm. so then you get your meal, you meet new people and it's just, oh, this is great. You know, and COVID hit and I'm like your oh. job and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. You, you realize, I started to realize my gosh, how much was I spending? Mm-hmm. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now I can spend it on stuff because I haven't been going out as much. Um, and I'm kind of saving that for, I mean, it was, it was getting to be a several times a week, like three or four times a week thing. And then mm-hmm. it got to be like almost all the time. I mean, even if I wasn't like having dinner or whatever, I'd go and I'd have a snack or whatever and just adds yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so fast. yeah, so it's like, well, okay. So maybe you don't have that money. What else are you spending it on? But also what are your priorities? Yeah. I mean, it. You I, you know, you don't always need a coach that's no. something I want to I want to talk about at some point, but it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is personal training right for everybody? Is getting a coach right for everybody? No, there's some people who just do just fine without mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Also, there are certain times in life, haven't you always, haven't you benefited from having a teacher, a coach, a mentor or whatever? There yeah. are certain times and you want to be able to afford that when it's that time, you're going to cut out when it's that yeah. important, you're going to cut out something that you know is not helping you to be able to afford that thing.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah percent and that was kind of like you know for me that I that hindered a lot of my you know almost said academic um a lot of my physical pursuit you know going to the gym was like I told myself hey I can't afford this I can't and it's like I probably could have afforded it I just didn't want to you know it's like you find a way to pay for things and I think when you can really put your your health and wellness at the forefront of you it the question kind of at least for me now is like oh can I afford not to do this
0: Yes, I'm garbage. If I don't mm-hmm.
1: work out, I go. I've mm-hmm. noticed, like, oh my gosh, in college, I got sick all the freaking time in college, and then when yep. I started, which, like, looking back, I'm like, oh my god, I drank heavily. I was going out to the bars, like, of course, I got sick all the time. And everyone in the music building lives there and coughs on everything, and mm-hmm. I have a whole other podcast, but. <laughs> uh, okay when i actually started caring about what i ate and how i moved it was like my life it was cheaper to pay the gym bill and to go you know go to the ymc five days a week when i was doing that it was like that was so much cheaper than retroactively going to the doctor every couple months mm-hmm. all the junk food i was spending it on and yeah so there's that's a very good point and i like that it's like yeah you do have you, you just have to do your priorities and look at what's in your life mm-hmm. and, what's in front of you and... Mm-hmm.
0: the cost of and not doing something among musicians is very is a, is a conversation that needs to be had i think yeah. more yeah. than what's the cost of it what's the cost of not doing it yeah. to your yeah. career yeah, yeah.
1: well and it's there is i recently hired a life coach in january and it changed my life but my my whole thought was like can i afford to pay somebody this to coach me through my mindset and it's like looking back i'm like I can't imagine if i hadn't done that that would have been so dumb like i mean it's like i would have maybe got to point b but it's like it may have taken me three years versus three months so and especially if you can get that expertise in fitness like right off the bat you can get somebody that can help you set that foundation like you're gonna save so much money in the long run because you know what to do and you're doing it and i could rant on this <laughs> i'm gonna step off the soapbox but
2: yeah but it also relates to like what you were talking about before too where it's like okay well now you're putting yourself and i know we've covered something like this too angela um but now you're putting yourself first to some degree Mm -hmm. and in the music business we don't we don't usually do that Mm -hmm. and so our mental health suffers right (laughs) our our we need life coaches we need teachers because like we're a mess because oh everything else comes first you know
1: well, that was um, so in around the time that I um, got was getting into fitness, I I got this idea for a blog and I launched it a year later, but it's the Healthy Musician site. And my goal is eventually to have resources on there. She's still a baby. She's only year, a year old, but I'm hoping to build more resources on there and have that conversation with musicians of like, you have to take care of yourself because putting the music first, always being on call, not having any boundaries for yourself. Um, it's not sustainable and you're going to burn out and or worse you're going to i don't know that's a whole topic <laughs> but it's so important to talk about these things but it's one and i'm i'm sorry again for the background but it's one
2: that like you know there's all this social media blabber about and i, and I hate to call it that cuz it sounds flippant but there's all this social media blabber about you know oh suicide awareness and mental health and i'm like but we're not opening conversation in person yeah we're not opening an actual conversation with the people who actually need it it's not being brought to people in the mm-hmm. same way you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. the people who need the help aren't accessing it or seeing somebody who's like oh i'm on the other side you know
1: yeah oh my <laughs> and it was fascinating going to university over in the United Kingdom um, versus the United States, like the mental health, I mean, I applaud the UK and what they do, because somebody came and checked on us in our flat. So they knocked on the door, they went, how is everyone doing? And they came and talked to you for five minutes and had that face to face conversation. And I you know, was, you, you talk to them, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, it's hard being a student abroad, and they go, okay, we have resources for you. And like, I got handed this like mental health and music packet and like they had an alexander technique coach that you could go sign up with and they had resources for you to talk to and i'm like versus like the united states and i don't know if this was just my university but there was no talk about it it was like take care of yourself eat right drink water we'll see you for your next 12 hour day tomorrow like by the way you're not drinking enough water like that's all i remember being told
0: was like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as you can
1: see i carry my water with me everywhere now but
0: It's true. That is a conversation that is not really being had as much. I mean, you're just expected to have this, uh, this, this crazy schedule and meet these crazy, especially perfectionistic demands. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get it on one level. They want you to be the best that you can be by the time you leave. So you can only grow from there and be as prepared as you can be for the quote real world. But at the same time, that's only musically. And if your body's wrecked, how is that really, I mean, if you haven't been sleeping, been consuming tons of caffeine or booze or whatever, been I mean, eating junk, you've not been moving. If you've only been practicing and you don't have a clue what the right stretch is to do or the, or the right move to strengthen after it. Good stretch, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we stretch something that feels tight when it's actually tight and weak and we're making the problem worse because we, we don't know, but we're just expected to keep up this huge demand. Yeah unrealistic. It's not helpful. And mental health was never talked about when I was at in college. No. no. And it's still like
1: I graduated my undergrad in 2015, but five years ago that was not a thing. Or six mm-hmm. years ago.
2: <laughs> you know, I had a colleague who... oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say even even the people like there was some word of mouth during my undergrad for mental health. Um And I I know the resources at the universities are expanding. um, But it's like, well, go to the counseling center. It's free for students. And like, that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's great. And 100% like, yes, you want people going to the right people to get help. At the same time, there's some of these, it's like, Uh, I'll be, I'll be straight up. I was a freshman in college. I was trying to figure out how to handle like all of a sudden this new schedule living on my own at the same time. It's like, okay, so instead of working on two pieces for, you know, your major auditions in the whole year, you're going to now work on an entire recitals worth of pieces. And you're going to be tested on half of them in six months, if that, you know. Juries. Um, (laughs) Juries, not not even six months, you know, but like say, for example, six months or whatever, and you're like, okay, well, you just doubled my workload in just practice, just the practice room. I don't know how to do this either, because I'm brand new. So you get overwhelmed. Normal. So Word of mouth, hey, there are student health services, they'll charge you nothing for a consultation. And if you want to go back, it's like five or ten bucks, whatever it was. Great, fantastic. And I'm glad that they exist. However, when I went in, basically what I was told was, well, you're not suicidal and you're not crazy, and you don't need any meds, so there's really nothing we can do for you. So you may as well just not come back.
1: That was my I'm like. Year with that and i never went because i was terrified of getting that response of that yeah. like i don't know what your problem is like why are you so stressed That's out like, yeah
2: well and they understood why i was stressed but they're like okay but, but you're not suicidal so we can't do anything for you
0: learn how to deal with it oh Unless, i <laughs> really
1: is, is it the point to help me figure out how to get like you know what i mean <laughs> Skills that don't involve binge watching Netflix, drinking every five nights a week, maybe one or two post drinks. I was gonna bit off the back in the day, but it's like, and then the joke was with my friends was like, "Well, kids, students are alcoholics," and I'm like, "That's a terrible." Like, I mean, I could touch yeah. down on another podcast, but yeah, that's devastating to hear that they. Yeah, that is yeah absolutely devastating. I don't know another word for it. I mean, at, at this age, I'm like, y'all are dumb. <laughs> like, it's
2: just funny in hindsight to me because i'm the one it happened to i'd be pissed if it happened to any of my friends or students oh, yeah. or not, like oh no i'd make some heads roll but like <laughs> 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 but to me i'm like that's really stupid
0: like okay so what i was gonna say a little bit ago that actually piggybacks well on, on the on this part is that one of my colleagues um Nicholas Pallinson, if you don't follow him on Instagram, he's, uh, I met him at FSU in my graduate degree. And now he he was an opera singer. Now he's a, a performance anxiety life coach type guy. Um, I, I apologize, I forget what he does. He was doing hypnotism when I met him. So um, anyway, he mentioned something the other day. He's like, "We this is mental health awareness month and not to be flippant. But how about we actually do what it says, not just bring awareness to mental illness, but bring yeah. awareness to mental health yeah. what is your mental health looking like what does that mean and you know it's on on the other side of that when you're talking about what the what the counselors told to you quick 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 story um when I, I for those of you who may or may not know um i got married right out of graduate school like 10 days later six days later a week later i don't remember what it was. Um, So. Turned out that the guy I married was uh, extremely mentally ill, but he was also incredibly brilliant, so he was able to hide it, and his family helped him lie and all kinds of stuff. He was uh, schizophrenic or schizoaffective, I'm not sure, or all of the above. It just depended. Um, uh, Bipolar, manic bipolar, and uh, also had narcissistic personality disorder. Hmm. But I didn't know, right? Of course, I didn't know. Fast forward to when I did know he had a he had a mental uh, psychotic break and was Baker acted, which is in Florida. If you don't know, there's Baker Acted, Basically, you're taken against your will because you are deemed a threat to other people or yourself for 48 hours to a mental hospital. So I uh, I, I drove down there. My dad and I flew down to pack up everything I owned. The day he was released, the day after he was released from mental hospital, because we were we were afraid he was going to set fire and destroy everything we owned because he was not in his right mind. I mean, he didn't really. He kind of recognized me, but he was gone, like in the eyes, gone. It was weird. It was re- really weird. So, long story short, is like he was supposed to move to Tennessee with me. There's a long backstory about. It, I talk about it in a blog, but. Um, Instead, he he's he decided, no, I'm staying in Florida. You left me. I'm like, you were supposed to move after you graduate. But Anyway, so we moved down there. And um, oh my gosh, also the, the words coming out of this man's mouth were language I'd never heard in my life. Not like a different language. Although he was speaking Arabic three days before, which he didn't speak, which was weird. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I was on Facebook. But well, long story short is that, he was really scaring me. He's talking about time travel and alternate dimensions and conspiracy theories. And like just the language he was using was not anybody I knew. Yeah. It, it was weird. And he lost his driver's license. And so the stuff he was saying was really getting me kind of scared. So I took him to the driver's license place to get his, uh, his, get a new driver's license. Somehow he'd lost it or something. And I remember calling, there's like a mental health hotline you can call. And I'm like, guys, can can we take him back to the hot? He's not right. He's going to hurt somebody. And they're like, has he threatened anybody? I was like, no. Has he threatened himself or you or no? There's nothing we can do. And I said, Does he have to murder somebody to get taken care of? And they said, Basically,
2: oh my God.
0: Point blank. They said, Basically, wow. yeah. He wow. either has to threaten or try suicide or try to kill somebody or hurt something. That's, that's... Why is that? Oh, and that, wow. that was where I first got clued into the state of mental health. You know, we have a stigma, but that's because mm-hmm. we don't understand. I understand a lot better now, but we also don't deal with it. So the first step is like, not just being aware of mental illness and making it okay to talk about, mm-hmm. but also what's your health, your mental health. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to drill that, but I mean, it's just oh, like, that's,
1: that's I got great. a story. <laughs>
0: it's
1: not extreme, it's either like, I'm doing great, everything's fine. And we're all posting that on social media you know, I now I share probably way too much, but I because I want to have those conversations. But back in the day, it was like, okay you share the top five percent of your life and you see the other top five percent of someone else's life? And so then when you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad six months. You're like I'm, i can't talk about this i can't share this with anybody because everyone else is doing great It's like well, okay everyone else is probably not doing great first of all <laughs> we're all human <laughs> but you get so afraid to chat about that and to to bring that up with your friends because you don't want to a you, you feel like you're a burden or you're made to believe to feel that you're gonna burden somebody mm-hmm. and like i said it's, if it's not that extreme then like you're just closing it off and not talking about it or not dealing with it i mean that's what mm-hmm. i did until I mean, I, I felt fine until I started having those suicidal thoughts. And then it was like, I'm not that, I mean, I didn't grow up that I didn't have that, you know, it was like, this is so not me. I finally had that, ah, that realization that like, okay, I am not well, I don't normally have these thoughts. Something is wrong. And was finally able to reach out and talk about it, but I can only imagine what it would be like to have those, not feel like you can talk to somebody about them, continue to have them trying to stay afloat. I mean, it's such a. There's so much room for growth and for yeah. this country to grow and the society to grow. and
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's kind of a double-edged sword too. And it's like, well, everybody else is doing great. So I'm just the odd one out. And I'm not gonna, you know, rain on this person's day by, you know, all these gloomy thoughts just going this way. Mm-hmm. Or you get into the point where you think it's normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's normal.
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: we're all dealing with this so I can't talk about it because nobody wants to hear it because we're all dealing with which is the other end of music thing which is where oh yeah music students we're just you know alcoholics and caffeine addicts and you know like Mm -hmm. because that's how we cope like
1: I know I'm like looking back so and we're like, all coping like
0: <laughs> We're we <laughs> you shouldn't just be coping to get through music school or your I life know. Either.
1: I remember <laughs> doing my first it was my conducting class and getting up and doing they film you conducting and it was like I had a severe like stage fright back then and like I remember <laughs> watching that me deer in the headlights trying to conduct and then like all of a sudden the light leaves my eyes and I'm just like not in my body anymore and i remember chatting with a friend and they were like oh you should just get on beta blockers that's what i do and i was like why is that i mean like and that's so sad to think back then like oh you just here's a pill you don't and i'm like i have learned some really valuable coping skills since then and i i just want to share them with people whenever i can because i'm like your life doesn't have to be this way and you don't just have to go see the the free counselor that's not going to offer you quality help. There are great counselors out there, but sometimes you're not yeah. always getting the help you need, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And it's, it's just empowering people to to take back that great healthy baseline and that state of mind to get through everything. But
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One way impact. that I combat that is when people ask you, oh, hey, how you doing? I answer, honestly, I don't care I who you are. That. You're going to get it. <laughs> well, you know, I've had better days, but ah, all right. you're like, I'm exceptional. How are you? Oh, okay. so I try to, if it's, if it's good, I try not to ever say I'm fine. I'm like, I'm really good. I'm great. I'm exceptional. I am dynamic. I, like, I, what's a word that like, I try to build my vocabulary at the same time being brutally honest. If I'm having a terrible day, actually, it's really sucky. I'm super stressed out. How are you doing? <laughs> well, people aren't, people aren't prepared to deal with that. But this is, this is one way that I'm like, you asked, you can get an answer. Don't give me a flippant how are you if you don't care you can get it.
1: Oh, I really like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to use that to segue into another topic that I wanted that kind of ties in with this is um I got COVID in November 2020. And so many people and this, you know, this is such a widely talked about topic, as we all know, but so many people wanted to hear when I told them I had COVID, they're like, Oh, how are you feeling? And it was like, everyone wanted to hear that I was 100%. Everyone, nobody wanted to hear that I had struggled, you know, and I'll, it was like i got it i had the like chills aches for 10 days i had the fever i lost my taste and smell i had the horrible chronic fatigue of like the first week i went back to work i had to do half days i have a desk job and i couldn't sit at my desk for eight hours <laughs> like it just really annihilated me physically and then the the brain fog lasted for another month and a half but it was so frustrating because even people that mean well they're like oh oh you had covid oh no well, well how are you doing And you tell them i'm really struggling with you know like i finally just was like i'm gonna give people the honest answer because this sucks and i so i started giving the honest answer and then like it was very similar to that people were like oh oh well i hope you feel better soon like that'll go away soon i've heard and i was like "Ah!" but that really that empowered me to start Mm -hmm. speaking my truth and being like nope this is how i feel this is what i'm dealing with and it's Mm -hmm. not hundred percent it's not all kittens and rainbows for me right now I'm just trying to get through my day <laughs> yeah. we need to hear that
0: more often yes. we need to hear that kind of truth and honesty
1: yeah
2: because Yeah. and like you said it's it's empowering for you but like man what does it say that people don't know how to respond to a negative answer now
1: yeah oh it's and it's so true and I'm like why do we all have to be and I don't know if it's a social media thing but it's like why do we all have to be a hundred percent all the damn time because We're likely not and that's okay. (laughs) We should allow to be sixty-five percent one day eighty percent another and thirty-five the next day. Mm -hmm. That's just life. Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite my favorite on this topic is a little
2: I don't remember where I saw it, it was like a little blurb or a little meme or a tweet or something like that. And it was like (laughs) um I will text you something like, I will text you 32 times in a row with a bunch of different emotions and not even think twice about it. You're my friend. You literally signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, oh, that, God. that used to not be me, but that's currently me. Go. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. I, you signed up for this. I, but it, then it, it opens the door for like, no, turn that around, bring it like, come on. Which is great. Yeah,
0: totally agree. This is something that should be that that you know like we actually talked about this on another podcast that we don't not about mental health but but how people um actually it's episode seven not seven b (laughs) like which one uh we talked about in social media and the like culture like we click the like button and it's it's on social media, we just want to see the end results. We just, and we want instant dopamine rush and click the like, we're doing Good job, good job, good job. Oh, that's inspiring, bing, 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 bing. Nobody wants to see you putting in the grind and putting in the sweat and putting in the, um, that today's a sucky day and today's hard. We say that, but the other day I had a hard day and I went live on Facebook and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't tell this to the three bazillion people who can see this, but I was like, okay. So I've got an $800 car repair. Um, Apparently now I have to replace my water heater, my toilet, my floor, and um, blah, 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 blah. And I like lost it. I, I was crying all over the place. I'm like, I just want to help these dishes and nobody wants to pay me. You know, i was just like having this meltdown <laughs> on Facebook. You, it's there, you can go watch it? it? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Because of that though, and I don't know if anybody's watching it in the moment, I had so many comments after that and be like, Thank you. We had no idea what you need. We're here for you. And also, I had no idea about your program. And please save that clip of you telling people because that was clear and concise, and I didn't know. So we say that we don't really want to see the the nitty gritty, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I've, I've gotten more like I'm taking my how you doing to a whole new (laughs) level with this lately. Like I'm gonna tell you, whether you want to hear it or not is your choice, (laughs) but I'm putting (laughs) it out there because it's authentic. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. Real life and I think this whole situation with my ex-husband really um helped like it, it hipped me to that because I didn't know where to look for resources there weren't a whole lot of resources and when I would be candid with people they wouldn't know how to they didn't know how to talk to me they didn't know how to act they didn't know mm. what to say so they ignored me that's mm. not helpful either no you know mm-hmm. so I'm like cool I'm gonna throw this in your face as authentically as possible I'm gonna force you to deal with this so quit being freaking fake <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't care anymore so it's like all right come on world the rest of us get on this train i mean i don't want every i don't want anybody to go through what i had to go through but let's just start being real yeah because the reality is there and it's going to punch us in the face at some point whether we like it or not so let's be there for our our people when they really need it not just say everything's fine yeah let me go work out so you'll feel better
1: (laughs) yeah another thing with that is like i found like by sharing little bits of my story and it's funny because like i know like and it's like you get caught up in that culture of like well this didn't even get any likes or like nobody even saw this and it's funny is like i'm still just stubborn enough i'm like "Ah, i just think i'm just gonna speak my truth today and i'm gonna keep speaking my truth and i don't really care if i get a lot of likes or engagement but then i've had people reach out to me like either through messages or in passing and they're like that post you did and February and i'm like oh i didn't think anyone saw that like mm-hmm. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. i was like i do think like 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 you said more people are, are watching than you know and they're ready to step up and have that conversation they're just that platform to have it or that safe situation like they can stand up and go yes i do with this as well and I think it's so important to share those, even that breakdown on Facebook, I'm like that's so important because you probably helped 10 other people that day that, that didn't like or comment that were too afraid to,
0: to reach out to you, to to feel, it's gotta be mm-hmm. feel the like
1: feeling, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was my hope. I'm like, look, being an entrepreneur and a single woman at the same time, kind of sucks sometimes. I'm tired of You're being lonely, being though. by myself, <laughs> doing this all by myself. I feel like I'm alone in everything I do. Whack. and i'm gonna have a pity party and you guys are gonna join me <laughs> you know, it's like it's okay sometimes we have pity parties it's real life and it's
1: so frustrating because i think um when i was single i remember just the gloss over thing was like well you'll find somebody and i'm like well today is not that day and i need somebody right. to help me to tell me yeah it does suck i'm here for you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it
2: does suck come hang out
1: <laughs> yeah you want to go get some wine or, or right alcoholic beverage maybe we won't do that
2: <laughs> right right maybe we'll go pick up something heavy maybe we'll go for a walk maybe we'll watch a stupid movie and like laugh at all the bad jokes or make fun of it or, like you know?
1: <laughs> for real the last thing you want to hear is oh well you'll find somebody it's like well piss off like, you know not
0: somebody, helpful like, like <laughs> You don't know that. You have no idea. It's not being helpful either. Stop it. I, don't know if I need to feel okay today. Okay. Dang it. Mm-hmm. I know, right? But we, we're, we're not comfortable with having those conversations and we, we, we need to know that we don't have to know what to say, but yeah. you need to be prepared for an honest answer when you get one, not if, but mm-hmm. when you get one, you mm-hmm. can just sit there and say, I don't know what to do with what you just told me, but do you need me to listen? Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's a mm-hmm. start mm-hmm yep.
1: listening can be so powerful, and it's like, especially with those mental health conversations, it's like, I don't know what to say, so I didn't reach out to my friend that's feeling depressed, and it's like they probably maybe just need somebody to listen to them and validate their experience, and just go, yeah. man, yeah, that really does
0: suck. Having your water,
1: yeah. you having to replace that, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shitty situation. <laughs> so
1: I'm
0: still kind of mad about it. it. Was this is the funny part? So, w- FYI, guys. The water heater guys, that's literally the people, the name of the business, the water heater guys, it's all they do. So they were the ones who told me this. They said, oh, by the way, uh, water heaters are now meant to only last up until their expiration date of the warranty. Uh, yep. Uh, that's literally. Yep. So I put it in yep. six months, six years ago. It expired. <laughs> it started leaking about five years and probably two months before it expired, but I didn't, or before the warranty expired. Oh, I had no idea. God. So just six years and four months after I replaced it it's leaking everywhere and uh oh yeah you need a new ones it's six years I thought water heaters last for like 20 years don't they that's that's old school ones You I mean back when they made good ones back
2: when they made things to last and now they don't do that because you know what happens if it lasts you don't get more money
0: you don't buy another one
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole other topic but <laughs> it's a whole other topic <laughs> okay. so yeah uh, I don't want to, I don't want to like, end this conversation. We probably should wrap up. <laughs> this has been great. So Hillary, yeah. um, where can, tell us where people can find you, where, anything that you want to share with, um, what should they contact you about, what your specialty is, how they can find you, what, what you have, et cetera, go for it.
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at The Healthy Composer. Um, I also have a website or a blog, the Healthy Musician site. Um, But my main goal is to really get musicians just feeling comfortable in their own skin and ready to create and to just, there's a better baseline than being a tortured artist. And I just recently had a blog post on that. But um, yeah, I also do life coaching where I'm here to guide you, listen to your story, help you through, help you find those coping mechanisms that are really going to be a lot better than the beta blockers or the crappy (laughs) console. (laughs) <laughs> there are fabulous counselors out there i'm not I'm not dissing counselors but so yeah find me and i'm also on facebook under hillary gene coaching or hillary lester if you want to friend me uh, but yeah come find me come chat with me i'll chat about mental health all day i'm not afraid of it so yeah <laughs> yeah awesome awesome 10 out of
2: 10 recommend if you are who I was when I was a freshman and struggling, find somebody like this because it took a long time to sort it out on my own.
1: <laughs> Same, I'm like, oh, I needed
0: this when I was 19. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I really wish we could all hang out in the gym together and be like the trifecta of girls who pick up heavy things That's just like... for a day. It'd be fun. We yeah. should have we, oh, yeah. you know, like at some point we should have a we should have a get together. Of anybody who's interested in that, we should all meet at a gym and we just like take over <laughs> time, so right? Like calling all scare some people. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for it. Be the That's actually people. a thing. Now I'm gonna, Life I'm gonna goals. Yeah, let's now. yeah, let's make it happen. Let's do Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, thank you so much for joining us today it's been a fantastic conversation i'm so glad yeah. we found you on instagram hey,
1: oh my gosh you reached out to me and i was so excited because I, I can be such an introvert so when people reach out to me i get really excited and i'm like mm-hmm. ah,
0: hi. <laughs> so think that's you. a great absolutely. message to share it yeah. was so
1: fabulous to meet you guys on zoom yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely so we are going to be posting this asap and then it's going to be dropping on um audio we we drop every tuesday so this one we we also like you yeah. have a backlog so it will yeah. be a little... <laughs> but yeah. we really appreciate you you coming and uh joining us and if you guys thank you for thank you for joining us as well and please go listen and subscribe to her podcast mm-hmm. as well sounds of the world Woo-hoo. yes yeah <laughs> So thank you again for joining us and uh, everybody have a wonderful day. Be tuned and strong. Tuned and strong.